the Federal Chronicles Radio Show Special Report for Thursday, January 23rd, 2020. Created from natural essences. Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render King Fisk, explore the stranger side of celebrity life. Do you have to be crazy to be famous, or does it just help? From Gwyneth Paltrow's crazy scented candle to George Takei's crazy political tweets and everyone else in Hollywood. You can't help but laugh at some of the insane things famous people say or do. Then we talk about NASA's plans to visit one of the gas giants in the outer solar system. A word of warning, this podcast tackles explicit topics more so than usual. So listener discretion is advised. This episode of the Federal Chronicles radio show is intended for mature audiences only. Actually, no. (laughs) No, it's not. This show is intended for nerds and geeks with sophomore humor who can laugh for hours at fart jokes. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks, with topics ranging from true crime and the paranormal. You can now listen to us on Apple's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if your favorite podcast server doesn't have the Fedora Chronicles radio show, let us know and we'll fix that right away. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I forgot to warn Jay. I forgot to warn Jay that we're actually recording right now. Oh, it's a good thing I stopped drinking. Yeah, by the way, this the uh, this this episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show is powered by Kraken Rum. They're not a sponsor, but they just <laughs> In a way they are. They're an inspiration. <laughs> You're the inspiration. Uh, yeah, so the thing is, is that, Jay, do we want to talk about the elephant that's not in the room? Do we want to talk about, like, why why you flew all the way to the East Coast to do this this episode of the podcast? We can mention it a little bit. Yeah. Then we need to move on. We do. We, we, we need to move on. We need to acknowledge and let it go. Let it go. Let and it we go, also... Let it go. And in the background, you could actually hear my wife getting ready for the party that that we almost had. We I want to do um let's see a special shout out. I gotta get their I gotta get their names right because I don't want to. Okay. Was it Jake C? Well, we just we we just want to do a special shout out to Telsey Gabbard's um uh. Campaign. campaign staff who tried really hard to get Tulsi on the podcast yeah. and um we came we came pretty close shockingly close for people who have like five listeners <laughs> <laughs> dozens we have dozens of dozens. listeners baker's dozens i think that what they did is they looked at the catalog of shows that we had and they said these guys have interviewed authors who've written books on roswell and the shadow people They've had like Nick Redfern on their show, and it's like they, they specialize in doing a show on the paranormal. And then when they hear this show, they're gonna be, like, Ooh, oh, we dodged that bullet. Oh my god, I don't know. I it could be that someone in Tulsi's campaign has a sense of humor. I'd like to think so, you know, they, a, they could be just like, Hey, Tulsi, listen to this. I'm thinking of having you do this podcast, and it was more of a, a joke on Tulsi than anything else. <laughs> You know, after a long day of campaigning and doing stump speeches, and then she gets into her into her her big giant campaign bus and is relaxing, and then like, hey, Tulsi, 
we were thinking of setting up an interview with this. I want to hear you, let you have a sample of it. And then like five minutes in, she's looking at them like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and damn it, we had good questions for her. I know. We really did. I wanted to know what skin moisturizer she used. I mean... <laughs> We did a lot of research preparing for this interview, damn it. I wanted to know if it's true about the lava monsters on Mount Kanokulawali, whatever it is, the, the volcano out there. I don't know why you let me drink before we do these things. <laughs> and on top, well, the thing is, is that so you flew in Friday. Yeah. You, spent the, you spent the day with your, with your sister. And my parents. And your parents. And, yep. and then you realize, wait a minute. Um, yeah, my sister and my parents ran out of booze. Okay, I'm going to go over to Eric's early. <laughs> well, the snow that was coming was certainly had, was no right. factor in that. Right. It, and was, it was interesting to me, you know, gro growing up here in New England, then moving yeah. to Utah. And where I live in Utah, we get snow. Yeah. But it's like I go out on my front porch and I look at the mountains to the east and I see the snow fall. And I yeah. go, <laughs> <laughs> damn that must suck and then i go back inside you yeah. know out here i was actually driving in the snow right and it was like the new england snow the right. wet snow i turned a corner and the car didn't <laughs> so thank god it's a rental and i got the collision insurance because we we were going to be limited on time with tulsi um yeah and um and and because of the heavy snow that we had the people that were also going to be here watching us do the podcast with Tulsi uh they had to cancel as well yep uh, and it was and it's completely totally understandable yeah. no we have we have no grudges no animosity at None all whatsoever well that's more rum for us there's more rum for us I'm sorry and gin and gin and gin and scotch the Glen Levin scotch. scotch and scotch and and I think that's how vodka. Vodka, so we vodka, got a bottle. We got, yeah, we got bottle of vodka. We had yeah. a, we had, we had practically martinis. A, yeah, we had a full bar waiting, waiting. So we had plenty of food for everybody, right? And because uh, yeah. there's nothing worse than going to a party where there's nothing but alcohol, but there's nothing to put in your stomach to to keep you from getting too drunk. You don't want to get too drunk. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> we wouldn't want Telsey to get too drunk. We don't. Well, I mean, listen, we still want her to win the campaign. Well, I mean, yeah, but we we don't. I mean, I was kind of looking forward to watching a presidential candidate go, fuck Harvey Oswald. He didn't do it. No one fucking thinks he did. I mean, the thing is, 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 is the say, when, when you're president, will you release the files in Area 51? Area 51's shit. What the fuck are you talking about? All the good stuff's in the Superstition Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I mean, Wouldn't that be awesome? Could I you mean, imagine a drunk Donald Trump? Yes, it's the best. Everything I do is, is the best. And I'm going to do the best vomit in the world right now off of your back porch. I fed your yeah. <laughs> I fed your chickens with my vomit. They love it. <laughs> Everyone loves it. They say it's the best. It would be more like Purdue Chronicles, fake news. But Jay Cousino, good man. I've heard great things about him. I've heard amazing things about him. His beautiful, soft, gentle hands. <laughs> The way he caresses so soft. I mean, <laughs> Jay Cousineau is a good reporter. I don't know why he's done that fake news <laughs> podcast. I don't know. 
<laughs> I've never heard of this Eric character. <laughs> Except for he covered the apprentice on his on his he covered the apprentice on his website. <laughs> and he read my books. I don't know why he's reading my books. I haven't Apparently seen he's not listening to anything I said. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't claimed bankruptcy. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> he's an abs Eric Fisk is an absolute loser, okay? <laughs> he can only find one woman to marry him, okay? <laughs> loser, okay? God, can you imagine that if there was people that actually aspired to live like Donald Trump does? They're called contestants life? on The Apprentice. No, they're not. They're doing that to promote their own shit. They're not doing it because they want to be like Trump. They're just getting exposure. Yeah, we I need. I need to get you a little closer oh, to the microphone. Get in there. This better. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit that. Out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna. We're, so so the thing is, the plan B was that if Tulsi didn't show up, we were gonna cover some news items that we sort of like forgot to mention. And the one burning news item, I think that's on. That's the one right there. We're gonna do one this one burning item that's on everyone <laughs> wants to know list is Gwyneth Paltrow is now selling a candle that, quote, smells like my vagina. <laughs> I want to know, is this some sort of admission of a burning sensation that she has? Is this... <laughs> and what, and, hey, Carol, what did you say about that? What did you say about that? We, gotta, we have to be careful because Carol is really... We don't want Carol to get fired. She's funding all of this. <laughs> There's nothing I mean, wrong. I mean, there's the nothing wrong that, with that yours. Hers is so special that she has to make a candle out of it. Well, I want to know. I want to be in the business in the room <laughs> of her business when she proposed that. I think we should make a candle that smells like my vagina, and it's like you could just hear a bunch of nothing except for one person goes. <laughs> Go to your fucking mind, Gwen. What the hell's wrong with you? Can you say that again? You blew out the microphones. The hell's wrong with you, Gwen? the fuck no well, one wants to watch wants to smell your damn pussy on fire here's people the, go through shots to get that stuff cleared up why the hell are you trying to do it on purpose sorry well here but here's the problem and i and i, and I mentioned this to jay because the thing is is that we had seat cushions that smell like my ass but we gave those away we threw those out who knew that you could put them on ebay or put them on etsy and people would actually buy them Eric, I love you dearly, but no one wants to smell your ass. <laughs> I've been in your house now for about 24 hours. Your dogs walk away from your ass when you turn around. I'm just saying. Uh, there's a def definite difference between your ass and Gwen's pussy. There's <laughs> just a big, huge area of difference in there. And I'm assuming that applies to odor as well, although I don't know. Gwen may have gotten around a lot when she was younger. We're having one of those moments. And Carol just left the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle website, Goop, is selling the, a candle called, quote, This Smells Like oh, My wait, Vagina. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. So you want to go to goop.com and right. buy a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina. Right. Um, but is she admitting she has an STD? Well, I'm starting no. to get genuinely <laughs> concerned about this because... Goop vagina. 
Goop is there? Is she going to start selling some form <laughs> oh of KY God, jelly no. or something? <laughs> so I got to finish this here. I got to finish this here and see if I can stop cracking up. Naming a candle quote. Oh wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. I got to back up a, sen- uh, a sentence here. It costs seventy five dollars, but you can't buy it because it's already completely sold out. Naming. <laughs> <laughs> Naming a candle, quote, this smells like my vagina is, in theory, a good way to break down the idea that genitals smell bad, especially when they're a natural part of the human body. But this product was rolled out the the Gwyneth Paltrow's goop way. In other words, it comes in a box adorned with pollen-laden flowers. Get it? And it is created from natural essence. Do you get it? By Douglas Little, a perfumer who makes a, quote, high-quality conventional fragrances. None of this warrants such a absurd price tag. So... Oh, but it gets wait, wait, better. Wait, wait, it gets wait, better. wait, wait, hold on. I'm a technician. Yeah. You know, I'm an engineer. I yeah. think of, like, the mechanics of this. When they say essence... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that what I think it is? I well, let me finish because okay. I get it. okay. So, what exactly does the can- candle smell like? According to Goop's website, it's basically just your typical floral scent with a funny, gorgeous, sex- sexy, and beautiful, unexce- unexpected scent. This candle is made with geranium, bergamot, geranium, ger- citrusy. Bergamot and cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed to put us in mind of a fantasy seduction and sophisticated warmth. Ooh. And did you know that the 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 most important ingredient in any scented candle or perfume or anything like that is actually something called ambergris. Really? Ambergris is whale puke. I shit you not. It is whale vomit. So you can buy a candle now for $75 at the bargain basement price that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy combined with whale puke. <laughs> I mean, and it's not a bad looking candle either. It's just, it's just a, a it's like a, a tall cylindrical candle. It's a, it comes in a black little glass container. With oh, a so white wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that the candle looks like a dick with a flame on top? Of it? I I don't think. I mean, this doesn't. Is look, that really the image they want to send? This doesn't look like any. Look, this this doesn't look like any dick I've seen. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's and the thing is, it's just black text on a white background. This smells like my vagina. So wait a minute. Pot's legal in in <laughs> Europe, where she she lives in the United Kingdom. I don't know where she lives right she, now. I think she lives in the United Kingdom. Or, no, she got divorced from the guy from Coldplay, didn't she? I guess. Where the they decoupled. She is she on? Is she doing like the the Scientology thing? She just bought a boat and like sails around everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. What the hell is she on? But he's. I think. The, I think the point that we're trying to get into fifteen minutes into this show already is that celebrities are nuts. They are celebrities, and they're, they're narcissists. They're fucking bonkers, man. They're. Cra- I mean, the thing is, I mean, who wakes up first thing in the morning and they th- and over sipping coffee? I'm going to sell a candle that smells like my dick, right? I mean, I. I, I mean, so. You're familiar with the, the term, the pornification of the culture. Right. Right. 
So there's a part of me that wonders, is this just a little bit of that? I think it is. You know, are we going to look at a Gwen Paltrow fleshlight coming out soon? Or, I mean, it's... It's, it's not just, out of the realm of possibility now. Yeah, it's I not, just don't, it's, I don't get it. It's And the more concerning to me is the fact that it's sold out. That's the weird part. Is, you know, is that like a group of goop followers, goop heads? Yes. I'm calling them goop heads from now on. Yeah. Is that a bunch of goop heads out there that just want to eat up anything that she sells? Right. Or is it a bunch of, a couple of pervs out there that are like, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm going to smell Gwen's vagina <laughs> as I sleep. I mean, that's just... But I'm just... The thing is, it's funny to talk about when you look at it, though. When you honestly look at it, I mean, unless... Someone brought this up in an actual business meeting. She, I mean, she must have brought it up in a business meeting and said, "This this is a great idea. Now, the way they describe it, it almost sounds like she's trying to be flirty, sexy, funny. Right. And failed. This Miserably. this crosses a line like it really you could does. not imagine. I mean, if if I was a writer at Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and I came up with this idea, I think Lauren Michaels would, after he got done laughing, would ask me to quietly please leave the room. <laughs> right? And I'm pretty sure Lauren Michaels would be like, "That's hilarious. We can't do it. <laughs> we can't do we it. We can't do it. No we, one's going to take that. I mean, even for a joke, no one's going to believe that. Right? It's it's, and yet. And yet, here and here we are. I mean, it was like we are looking at a picture. Of you can, smells like my vagina, and we and we actually have the link where you could actually buy this. Oh, I, I hope they they got the Kurt Cobain song as the theme for the advertisement. I can see it now as it comes on the air. Yeah, <laughs> smells like my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have a rocking party in the background. Yeah. Beautiful woman walks in holding the candle and lights it and raises it up into the air. And then you see a bunch of other, this smells like my vagina. Yeah. And then it pans out and you realize the name of the club is called the Pussy Palace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet she is so glad that she skipped this podcast. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Tulsi or Gwen? I didn't I think, know. I think, I, think, I think Tulsi is probably. Like, I think oh, we should phew. call Gwen and ask her if she wants to come and talk about her this smells like my vagina on our podcast where's your cell phone <laughs> i mean i mean seriously there's I got think you took it from me last night was okay. i drunk texting again you said how you wouldn't let me do that anymore hold on a second here oh here it is I no it. i'm seriously gonna do this jay oh hold on a second oh no i'm not kidding when i say this i'm really gonna do this i'm gonna go on twitter right now <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, you're gonna ask Gwyneth Paltrow to come on this on the on the podcast. We want to talk about your vagina. <laughs> Will you please join us? Really? We want to talk about what your vagina smells like. <laughs> is is Gwyneth Paltrow on Twitter? Oh, I'm sure by, by the representative is. Oh, I love that you put in Gwyneth Paltrow. One of the top results is Gwyneth Paltrow must be stopped. Gwyneth Paltrow must be stopped is above Gwyneth Paltrow's official official <laughs> Twitter. And then the one directly underneath it is Gwyneth was it Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. <laughs> okay. This is this is a long shot, Jay, but that's what we do here. We go for it. We go for the long shots. Okay. And we almost interviewed a damn presidential My candidate. My co-host and I would like to in, invite you on our podcast to 
talk about your creative process. <laughs> and want you to share how your do you come up with your amazing ideas? If you have crack, bring that to <laughs> I'm not going to mention that. <laughs> My co-host and I would like to, you know, on our podcast to talk about your creative process and how do you cope with your amazing ideas. All right. Mike, okay. You got to get rid uh, of the Oxford karma at the end of process. It's making my left eye twitch. Really? Okay. It's well. It's be, I mean, the my Oxford um, comma is better than my Shatner comma. Uh, comma. Well, that's true. We, my co-host and I, would like to invite you to our podcast to talk about your creative process and. How you come up with your amazing ideas. Spock, this is an amazing product. You know, I I used to think for the longest time that that was just how he talked in real life. Really? Yeah, and then I saw him on an interview and he was talking like a normal person and I went, huh. Yeah. Um, we could do the interview via SKYPE or over the phone. Let us know your uh, availability. I'm 50 years old and I still don't know how to spell availability. It's sent. Then they're going to click on the Fedora Chronicles. <laughs> they're going to click on the podcast. And the guy in the boardroom who's like, what the fuck, Gwen, is going to say, Gwen, I think you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to do this. I think this is important for the Goop brand. <laughs> and she's going to look at him and say, you're fired. <laughs> she's going to look at this as you see, commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of film snobs and diesel punks. And she's going to make, oh, true crime and the paranormal. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that that candle, I bet, is a force of nature. I think that candle qualifies as both true crime and paranormal. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. You know, I think we got to talk about we got to talk about NASA wanting Na to probe deeper into Uranus. That's the headline. NASA wants to probe <laughs> Deep. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I was going to be so serious about this. NASA wants to. <laughs> Jesus. NASA wants to probe deeper into Uranus than ever before. And the first time Eric told me he wanted to talk about this story, I said, "Isn't that what the aliens have been doing to us?" Exactly. <laughs> Let's now, see. Okay, I want to just just once, just once. I want to try and see if I can read this headline. Without laughing or googling okay. or, or giggling, NASA wants to <laughs> deep breath, deep breath. Come on, NASA wants to probe. <laughs> You're still in goddamn middle school, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> NASA wants to probe deeper into Uranus than ever before. There you go. There you go. And I would like to say that this is also prefaced by another article that says scientists have finally found proof that Uranus smells terrible. <laughs> I think the entire scientific community is like, fuck NASA. <laughs> I mean, now that plot is legal. We're reading these headlines that you couldn't imagine. Right? Could you imagine, could you imagine the 1970s and you're listening to Walter Cronkite discussing 
the latest NASA project. NASA wants to probe deeper into Uranus than ever before. Apparently, they have found proof that Uranus smells terrible on the next 60 Minutes. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they have a picture there and there's like glowing dots in Uranus. Those are hemorrhoids, Jay. Well, are they? Uh, I bet there's a burning, itching sensation <laughs> in that area, Eric. Oh, goodness. Goodness me. Goodness me. Because I, I, how do you follow up on that? You know, I mean, I don't even want to read the article at this point. Because I've had as much fun as I can handle for a day. <laughs> Uh, I want to see if whether or not we can play this because we're, we're going to jump top because there's nothing more that we could say the, about this. The the Jeffrey Epstein. I'm going to try. We're going to try and play. I'm going to oh, try. Okay. I want to okay. try and play this. And since it's connected to, how are we connected here? Are we connected to? All right. We want to see if we can play this and see. I want to get your reaction to this. Uh oh. You didn't really think I was going to miss the opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas, did you? It's been a pretty good year, and I'm grateful to have my health back. And in light of that, I've made some changes in my life, and I'd like to invite you to join me. As we walk into 2020, I want to cast my vote for more good in this world. Ah, yes, I know what you're thinking. Can he be serious? I'm dead serious. And it's not that hard, trust me. The next time someone does something you don't like, you can go on the attack, but you can also hold your fire and do the unexpected. You can kill them with kindness. I love that he keeps sticking his probe into a fire. Again, with the if you burning, itching sensation. If, if you haven't seen this video of Kevin Spacey, this is on Kevin Spacey's own YouTube page. And it's just KTWK, which is short for Kill Them With Kindness. And, and then there's the headline, the follow-up headline. Second Kevin Spacey accuser has died, committed suicide. So this is the second... Kevin Spacey accuser of now, sexual uh, now the first one if I remember correctly died of like natural causes but, okay like something like you know he's just getting old or whatever right what this one died from suicide suicide right well we all know suicide is never suspicious no not no, at all not at all Jeffrey Epstein so <laughs> <laughs> this is just I mean even if every single one of Kevin Spacey's accusers were to die off. Right. It's not like it's going to suddenly revive his career at this point. Yep. I mean, especially not with that creepy-ass video he released for Christmas. Yeah. apparently he released a similar video last Christmas. Right. And apparently he's not released anything between those two videos. No. I think in Hollywood they refer to that as a dead career. Yes. But it's still kind of interesting that two of them have died now. Right. Because it wasn't that long ago that the first one died. That was that was less than a year ago, wasn't right. it? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't remember how many months. I don't remember. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember how far I back it was. I want to say it was summer. Okay. I'm not 
Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of the Kraken. Yes. So, in six months, can we expect another one? <laughs> yeah, I guess. following some I, sort of I, I guess. cycle? I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's but that's like some scary stuff, Jay. Now, I want to I kind of dissect that video a little bit, too. Right. Right. So, the video opened up. And it just shows a fire crackling right. in the fireplace. And then yeah. he sticks it with a poker. Right. And he pans back so that you see who it is. Right. What the fuck is up with that? Well, have you ever seen... That's hit- almost like a Alfred Hitchcockian kind of yeah. introduction to, to something. Right. Here's a, But here's the thing. Have you ever seen his show on Netflix, House of Cards? Yeah. Okay. Basically, it's Kevin Spacey. He's playing Frank. He's playing Frank Underwood. Yeah. He has it's like Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood as himself. Right. It's we it's 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 it, it's like breaking the twelfth wall. It, it's it's, really, it's definitely breaking the fourth wall, in all honesty. It's just so and it's just that in and of itself. Kevin right. Spacey playing a character that's kind of playing Kevin Spacey. Right. That's like, you know, sort of this cyclical sort of narcissistic it's that's exactly what it is right but then the staging of it the the delivery they put a lot of effort into that he did yeah because i i'm not sure if he paid anyone to do the camera work or anything like that who knows there may be some guys you know behind the camera with a ball gag and a horse (laughs) up his ass but you know the that Music, yeah. At the end, Doo-doo-doo. it's like dun, 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 dun. What the fuck is that? What is you? What what is he trying to say? Is this? I'm pretty sure after they filmed this and then they edited it and then they published it. And him still playing with the fire. I'm yeah. pretty sure at the end of that he went. That was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, what the hell <laughs> I mean, was he thinking? I think he and Gwen sat in a room together and he said, All right, Gwen, I'm going to publish this video. And then I think two weeks, no, three weeks later, you should publish the pussy candle and put that out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the hell? Now, here's a... Now- and there are people out there who think celebrities are not out of touch with the common people. Oh, my jeez. you imagine anyone else other than a celebrity? Well, maybe a porn star. Just thinking, everyone wants to smell my pussy. I'm going to put it in a candle. Right. Right. We're still not over that candle, are we? I'm, it's going to be a while before I it's get gonna over be, that candle. It's going to be a while. I'm, when I'm, again, I'm hung up on the essence right. thing. That they, right. The ingredient that is essence. Right. I mean... Gwen's healthy young woman. Yeah. Youngish. Younger than me anyway, I think. Yeah, I think I think she's about ten years younger than us. Yeah. Just the nar- just the narcissism of these celebrities. I'm more worried about her health producing all of that essence to get to produce all of those candles. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> hydrate, Gwen. We're concerned about you. Hydrate. How I'm just no, I mean, and I'm serious when I say this. Why? I'm serious. I'm seriously thinking about: Do you <clears throat> to be a a, a B list? Is Gwyneth Paltrow? Hey, Carol. What is Gwyneth Paltrow an A list or a B list celebrity? I thought she was A list. Okay, so my wife says that Gwyneth Paltrow is an A list celebrity, or she was anyway. Yeah, was before she started doing Goop. 
I've, which sounds like something you would get on a street corner when I say it that way. Hey, and man. It's like, yeah, like, hey. hands, like some sort of hand cleanser. Okay, like, you said hand, and I thought you said hand job. We're going to get that way with it, but yeah, that's, no, clearly well, your that's mind right. is different than mine. Yeah, yeah. But it was some <laughs> weird stuff that my father used to use on his hands to remove all the oil and everything. Goop, yeah, like goop. Yeah, goop. Yeah, goop. 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 Yeah. goop was a... It was a soap, wasn't it? It was a soap. It was like a... Um, uh, it was it, like a viscous sort of and thick. Did, did it have pumice in it so that you could well, get... Well, it had, it had, I think they were uh, like little rocks in it. They yeah, were, like, like, like pumice. Grainy. Yeah, exactly, like pumice. And it would exfoliate your skin, be able to get all the grease and oil it's, out of it. It's wonderful if like if, if you've been it, working on car engines or you're putting fuel oil in your yeah, house. Yeah, and like and anything that gets in like the the... The cracks and crevices right. of your fingers right. and the, your fingerprints right. and stuff. Goop was great for that. And now, of course, I've got that image stuck in my head with Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy candle. So, <laughs> thank you for that. You're <laughs> <laughs> But I, th- I, I think that I think that for you to be, um, for you to be a celebrity, it's almost as if you have to be a little crazy. Well. I mean, you have to be. I mean, here's here's the thing, and I'm I'm coming to terms with it. I'm coming to grips with, uh-huh. especially after the article that the Monadnock Ledger transcript did about us and our podcast. Right. You have to be a little crazy to self promote yourself like that. Then why aren't we more famous? I think I, but I don't think that we fully engage the crazy. I don't. I I, uh, I, I think know. my therapist says differently. I, I think our I think our I think our crazy <laughs> is stuck in third gear. Yeah, so we gotta I, I, hit the clutch and upshift. You know, because the thing is, is like, I mean, if you if you're just as ridiculous as you can possibly be with your self promotion, and okay. ignore all the negative the comments the and the criticisms. Here's something I realized about 15, 20 years ago. You know yeah. what the difference is between eccentric and crazy? A couple million dollars a year. Okay, yeah, it's your yeah. income. Yeah, if you're making a lot of money, you're eccentric. Otherwise, you're just a fucking kook. Yeah. So, I think we need to somehow boost the right. income before we can dial up the crazy. Otherwise, someone will just fucking lock us up. Right. Again. Right. This is a great time to bring up the, our Patreon account. Yes. Uh, just go to um, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. And, and for uh, $5 a month, we'll send you a t-shirt after the first six months. And just and support the show, and we're also thinking about other prizes for for higher tiers. But we need more people than me, Eric, and my mom on the Patreon. So if you could, mom, if you could reach out to some of your siblings, I'd appreciate it. Right, and she's got a lot of siblings too. <laughs> she she does, she does. They're getting older though, so some right. of them are you know. We mentioned the crazier, right, right. <laughs> I, but I mean, some of the things that celebrities do really sort of makes you stop and think it's sort of like that it's like how many of them die doing just the weird like like what was his name um the guy who did kung fu Carradine. yeah david 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 Carradine. david Carradine. yeah audio was in his 70s and he died from an auto erotic asphyxiation accident right in his damn 70s yeah that's kind of impressive and a lot freaky. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, it, and there was a woman involved too, wasn't there? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's what uh, I, that's what I thought I heard. So, well, that's just that's that's just a whole lot of crazy. That is insane. That's nuts. And then you have like 
wasn't um, a lot of people said that what's his name uh, Heath Ledger yes he died after playing the Joker and a lot of right. people said he had a hard time abandoning the role yeah Can, I've heard a lot of people say that that's bullshit right. it's perfectly fine right he, I mean like Jared Leto was more crazy playing the Joker than Heath Ledger was right and but you wonder about things like that you know especially like people that play these really kind of all right, I'm just saying that the dog is barking outside like crazy. And I'm wondering if someone's pulling into the driveway. Doesn't look like it. Hey, Carol, is somebody pulling into the driveway? No. Why is, bar- why is, why is Abby barking? Um, probably the dog in the back is... Oh, we just kind of she's ready to be a celebrity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. But the thing... But I, one of the questions I, I wanted to ask our audience is that at what point do celebrities go too crazy... And then you're just like, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't be into that celebrity anymore. Well, you also wonder, like, I think it was Michael Keaton bought a ranch, like a horse ranch somewhere yeah. in, I forget if it was Montana or Wyoming or right. something like that. And when he's not in LA filming, he's out on the ranch. For good reason. Is he doing that to avoid the crazy? I, I would. To keep himself grounded in some way? Like John Mayer. Mayer yeah lives in montana right and he bought just a bunch of land up in montana yeah he, that's where he lives now yeah and if he needs to he can fly down to la or new york right. or wherever the hell he's got to go so you wonder if these people are doing that to get away from the the shit storm of crazy yeah that is la and hollywood right you know because then there's you know you have the people that live the partying lifestyle in yeah. la like um what's her name paris hilton yep and what the hell is she doing now what does she do besides party and right. show up to events and and she used to get paid for that she right. would get paid because she was a celebrity right she would get paid <clears throat> to show up at people's parties and just mix and mingle right and yeah assumably get drunk give really bad blowjobs at night and get recorded doing it right you know i don't know about that but okay you didn't see any of her sex no she's had what she has a sex tape Gwyneth Paul, not Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Paris Hilton has a couple of sex tapes. Wait a minute, you mean the the Hilton Hotel granddaughter heiress? Yeah, really? Yeah, she's got she's got a couple of sex tapes I, where she gives really bad blowjobs. Really, I mean, I've never given a blowjob. I'm sure I could do a better uh, job than that. I, I okay, let's not find out. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay, I haven't no. had that much of the Kraken. So well, no, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. She's there's there's like three or four of them out there. Really, hers are actually even older than Kim Kardashian's, which is by the way how she became famous. What? Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian also has a sex tape too. That's how she got famous, dude. No, yeah, really. That's how she got famous. Really? Yep. She uh, released a sex. Okay, tape. this is all news to me. You lying sex. <laughs> <laughs> But you got to wonder, like, what is she doing now? You also got to realize my wife is in the other room making us breakfast or I brunch. Understand. So I, I have to, you know. And um, 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 should, should I go to the corner and eat breakfast? No. A, no. She's, she's right by the hand soap. She's looking at us like, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about on my podcast again? It's so... <clears throat> I can just, it looks it, like she's done making breakfast, so I can actually say this. If you put hand soap in someone's food, yeah. it gives them a shit salt. <laughs> <laughs> and she, why are you shaking your hands like that? <laughs> she's over there. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> X-Lex brownies that's again. Actually, that's actually really appropriate to put it in brownies. <laughs> <laughs> 
especially the chocolate sauce. I do. Th- so. I, 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 so I also wanted to switch gears here because I we got to get off the sec with this vagina candle thing. I'm gonna have a hard time getting. Okay, off Washington candle. Times reported last week. Actually, we posted this on on our Fedora Chronicles radio show and News of the Week uh, group page on Facebook. This is from the Washington Times. Jeffrey Epstein's cell video, quote, no longer exists, end quote. Federal prosecutors tell judge. That's not suspicious. That's not suspicious at all. Absolutely. Wasn't there an article, I forget if we talked about this in the last podcast or not, where there was pictures of the cell? Yep. And it's like he was, like, testing nooses or yeah, something like yeah. that. There's, like, three of them in the cell. There's a lot, yeah. It's like, I like this one, but it doesn't quite go with my jumpsuit. I'm going to try this one on. Right. No, it's, I, I, don't, I don't like how it, it makes chafes my a neck little. chafing in the, you know, I mean. Yeah, I just want to read a paragraph or two from this here. Um, like I said, this is from the Washington Times. New York video footage of the area around Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell on a day he apparently tried to kill himself, quote, no longer exists, end quote. Federal prosecutors tell a judge Thursday. Officials at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York believe they had preserved footage of the guards finding Jeffrey Epstein after he appeared to have attempted suicide but accidentally saved a video from another part of the jail, prosecutors said. The FBI also determined that the footage does not exist on the jail's backup video system, quote, as a result of technical errors, end quote. Assistant U.S. Attorney Maureen Comey and Jason Swergold wrote in a court filing. I would like to point out that I work for a company that does online backups of yeah. servers and, and, and laptops and desktops. And if they had had our software, they wouldn't have lost the damn files. Do you, do you want to promote the company that you work for or do you want to keep your job? No, I want them to promote me. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, two backups, two copies, two backups. Yeah, there's nothing suspicious or, or, or anything about that. I mean, because the backup isn't right are gone right and then the initial file itself the initial file itself being overwritten i can see because if they're backing up their files to a like a local disc and then they you know when they record they go to a local disc and then they do a run a backup probably every 24 hours and then that will go to either another disc or it'll go to a cloud resource or whatever i could see the initial one getting overwritten regularly that makes sense to me that's just a financial it's a good way financially to do that so you're not creating a lot of storage and mm-hmm. then you just create the backup files a lot of backup files right. depending on the software they're using can be compressed so you know I, I could see the initial one not being available forever i'm just gonna that makes yeah, sense right but but the backup file disappearing i don't yeah every backup software i've dealt with including the current backup software that i work on you have to go in and manually delete that. Yeah. That's not something that accidentally happens. But then again, like the software that I'm using is a cloud resource. So it's backed up in the cloud where it's duplicated and replicated. So there's not just one copy of that file. If they're using an antiquated system, which considering it's New York City government run, there's a good chance they probably are, then they may have just stored it on a tape 
and it's possible because those tapes are getting old now because it's old technology. So it is possible that the tape went bad. But we're, that's a lot of I, assumptions. I, we don't know any of this. We don't know how they're backing it up. We don't know how their video system works. For all we know, they they said, you know, they looked at the, you know, Jeffrey Epstein date time stamp, pulled that file down, and then all they got was him jerking off in a corner or something. We, we right, don't know. Right. Right. We just, all they're telling us is that the suicide tape is gone. Camera may not have even been on because we'd heard from other reports that all of the cameras had been turned off like four to six hours yes, or something. Wasn't so, it? so we've heard two different stories now. First, we hear that the that the that the cameras were turned off. Yep, and they were and and they didn't think that they that we were going to remember that. Right, and now, so they're, now saying they're saying that, saying that the tape is missing now, from the cameras that were turned well, off. Well, no, they're they're saying that like the file was actually they they saved the wrong file or they saved the wrong video file. So which is it? Were the cameras turned off or did they save the wrong file? Well, let's wait a week or two and see how they change their story. <laughs> but the simple fact of the matter is, is that this is the new story that simply will not die because... But, but here's the thing that kills yeah. me, too. We're all fixating on his death. Right. What about the investigation of the child sex ring? Exa yeah. That he ran. Right. Is How is that investigation going? Where is that going? I mean, no one's heard from Prince Andrew in a while. Well, now that's the, th the perfect segue. I was going to bring up the whole thing is is that Jay and I were at the grocery store buying lemons for my wife's world famous hollandaise sauce for the brunch that she is serving, and um, you you and I you had a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory, theory, a new conspiracy I had, theory. I had walked past the the checkout stands, right? And I saw all of the tabloids there, and apparently yes. Harry and Meghan Markle have decided they're leaving England. Right, they're not going back. They're quitting. They're they're quitting being royals, I guess. I don't know how that. Works. Uh, how do you quit being a royal? How can you stop being a royal? Right, and I think they're both a little bit of an attention horse. So. Right, because I'm 50 years old and I've never ever been able to give up being a royal pain in the ass. Yeah, but that's genetic. Okay, so, but I, so my conspiracy theory was I think Harry and Meghan are the ones that knocked off. Einstein or Epstein. Well, you see, you said that you said that in jest. You said yeah. that to be funny, but the thought had occurred to me when you said that that the reason why they're making such a big news story out of Prince Henry and Meghan Merkel quitting their royal duties and moving to Canada is so that now we're all focused on Harry and Meghan coming to Canada or and coming to no North America about Prince Andrew and no and uh, 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 Prince Andrew who right. You don't think that that's not a little suspicious? You didn't think that we would... Well, there's... I mean, we're clearly not looking at the state of the investigation into this child sex ring that he ran. Right. Because I'm pretty sure if he's gone, there's someone else running it. Right. Or something else took over for that. Right. And that, to me, is the more important thing. Yeah. Because... Great, we got Jeffrey Epstein, but there's someone else going to pop up that's still going to traffic in slaves, still going to traffic in child slavery, yeah. child yeah. sex. And that's what we need to eliminate. Right. right. Epstein's gone. He's irrelevant now. And I honestly kind of don't give a shit if he's alive or dead, you know? I don't care that he didn't meet justice at this point, or earthly justice anyway. I want to know what about the child sex slaves that he had and what are they what about the organization that he helped run 
Because I don't think he was the mastermind. Yeah. I think he was more of the face and not the mastermind. You know? He was the one that went out and got the got the clients. But I'm pretty sure there's still people out there that are, you know, adopting children and forcing them into slavery. There's still those ads that are going out in those newspapers. Do yeah. you want to be a model? That exactly. That will lead to them becoming sex slaves where they get addicted on heroin, yep. cocaine, whatever the hell it is that they do. That's the important part of the of this story to me. Yeah. And we're not hearing boo about that. We're hearing about lost files and was the camera turned on and how many nooses right. did he need to kill himself and how, how all many, of this bullshit. How many le- how, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all window dressing. Exactly. And distraction. It's smoke and mirrors. Right. It's smoke and mirrors. So Harry and Megan moving to Canada. Who gives a shit? Canada's basically another province of England anyway. Right. No, exactly. That's why they so, picked New England. Exactly. That's why they picked England. But for me, it was just like, I mean, and you can hear my wife making the fresh hollandaise in the background <laughs> while we're recording. I, I think that what's shocking is that they think that we're this stupid, that we're actually going to be so distracted with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry moving to Canada that we'll stop talking but, about Prince Andrew. And they're but not unwrong. They, they're not un, They're not. They're not wrong. Right. I was going to say, but aren't they right though? Because where are the stories? Where are the news stories? What is the news focusing on? And if the news is focusing on that, that means the social consciousness is focused on that. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to develop. I, I'm starting to understand why people develop these conspiracy theories about the news being controlled and manipulated. Yeah. to manipulate the population. I'm starting to right. get why people right. think that. A perfect example, and I tweeted this this morning, and we're re- and, and Jay and I are recording this on the day after our latest episode um, was put on the web. This is the 19th of January. And a lot of um, MSNBC... Do I need to... No, go ahead. Okay. MS, MSNBC has been ha- uh, having people come on their network to talk about Bernie Sanders and how Bernie Sanders is obviously lying about how he didn't say that what he, he he's lying about what he didn't say now, about Elizabeth a, Warren. Now is that a hit piece to eliminate Bernie who was going up in the polls because the Democrat party I want to see if I Bernie, can get, I want to so see. they can't do the same shenanigans they pulled in 2016 because they got found out. This is from MSNBC, Joy Ann Reed show. And apparently Joy Ann Reed had somebody who was an expert in body language. And they talk about how, oh, well, he's obviously lying. Let's let's take a listen here. Yeah, I mean, Jenny, the thing about the, the this dust up between the two of them is that scandals m- hurt you more when they seem plausible, right? right? I mean, Bernie Sanders does have a sort of physicality, you know, when he when he talks. There's yes. a shaking your finger yes. at Hillary Clinton, yes. shaking your finger, shovey, weirdy. You know, his his physicality yes. makes me think. Yeah, he could have said, you know, listen, I think in this environment a woman can't win. That doesn't seem like a crazy well. First of thing all, I think he, I think Bernie's lying. We see him. He slouches forward anyway, Joy. But this is. Janine Driver. Janine Driver, body language expert, um, who's saying how she's uh, she's watched Bernie Sanders and his body language. She's an expert on 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 Bernie Sanders' body language and how how he's talked in the past. 
and what it means and what it means and, and what and, is his and, body and, and how his body language is, has sort of changed which is uh, proof positive oh obviously he's lying tell me to stop if she says anything that you want to comment on okay eye level where he normally answers questions when he makes the denial his whole shoulders come up like a little kid getting caught his eye level is below his shoulders this is trying to hide in plain sight and many of us we don't know what to look for so if you look for this right out of the gate and the strongest denial is simply saying no and I think women in particular we want to believe human beings so we're like yeah I would I would say that he literally said well as a matter of fact I didn't say it that's nine words unnecessary no did you vote for Donald Trump in the last election absolutely no right so no did you dress up as an Easter money and Easter absolutely no right so it's no we say no absolutely is actually not the strongest denial you're you're playing with me here in the game but at least you're getting the no in here we're not hearing the no with Bernie also with Bernie he has numerous hotspots he says well liars like to start with well he looks away he laughs I think he might have been coached to laugh in this moment a lot of politicians are coached to laugh in the difficult times so we're focused on the laughter and, and it's supposed to send a message that this isn't serious it is serious if he said it which I believe that he did he would have been better to just own it uh, you know Barack Obama wrote a book years ago years ago and he said what in the book he tried cocaine and marijuana and he never touched the stuff again we never talked about it when he was president after that if Bernie just owned it this would disappear we wouldn't be talking about it six days later. two things I want to take away from this honestly um, and we and we talked about this in our last episode Bernie Sanders has a reputation of being an up an upright guy the thing that we talked about was that it's out of character for Bernie to have said something right like that I don't believe for a minute I don't think he I don't think he he said I don't think he said what they're accusing him of saying I think he probably more likely he said something along the lines of it'd be more difficult right as we mentioned in the last episode you know it'd be more challenging yeah. for you. here are the biggest challenges i see for you i could see him doing that i can't hit, see him going ah women ain't gonna win the united states right you know? no i mean I, I sound kind of like billy crystal's old man character in uh, miracle max yeah but you know i don't see bernie sanders doing that right that doesn't feel like the Bernie Sanders that we've met. No. That we've seen in, in reports. If you follow... And now, she's saying... A lot of things right. that she's saying are actually objectively true. Right. In terms of, like, politicians are taught to laugh at something right. that they want to minimalize. Because it works. Yeah, of course it works. It does. It minimizes it. The stuff she's saying about his, his body language, you know... People hunch their shoulders when they're digging in, too. People yeah. hunch their shoulders when they're feeling defensive. People will lower their eyes when they're angry. Right. And his potty posture it could be read as that of a liar or that of someone who's being accused of something and they're outraged over it. Right. So he could be very angry and not lying. So I think he's trying to hide his rage. I think he's trying to... That could very well <clears throat> be, you know, because no one wants to put a hothead in the in the white no. house you know you don't want someone who's going to fly off the handle with access to nuclear warfare well, liberals don't want to put a hot head i don't think conservatives the, do either okay no one i don't think anyone i don't know if i was trying to make a funny or <laughs> and i may have missed it uh, well the thing i mean the thing is is that 
this is so uncharacteristic of Bernie Sanders' public persona. Yeah. This is like, and I know that we're talking about this two episodes in a row here. Yeah, I, and here's the, the thing. The story's continuing, and, right? And, and now the media is trying to, they're not letting it go, right? And I think this all is starting to feel like we a way to eliminate Bernie Sanders without having to resort to the shenanigans they did in 2016. Because if that were to happen, the Democrat Party would have a problem internally right. between the people that are running it and the constituents. There's, I mean, I'm going to bring up Tulsi Gabbard again. Yeah. Okay. Because it's relevant. Because, because the thing is, is that the media did not like Tulsi Gabbard. They didn't like Tulsi Gabbard going back four years when she saw the shenanigans that were going in the DNC under Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil wrote a book called Hacked. Mm -hmm. or hacks where she talks about how she discovered that after Obama and Hillary Clinton depleted the DNC coffers right and she did a um, she did an opinion article in I think it was the New York Times which we posted on another episode right and she literally talked about how horrible she felt calling Bernie and telling him that he wasn't the candidate right she knew she was lying right because Which, the simple fact of the matter credit, is, yeah. she felt bad about lying to Right. Me. She also, if correct me if I'm wrong, but in the book, she basically made it seem like she inherited that mess. Yes, that's exactly and what happened. Nothing, from, yeah. Everything was already in motion to the point where she couldn't when stop de- it. When, it was a train running down the track, and she wasn't going to... When Debbie Wasserman rights. Schultz had to resign as the DNC head... Donna Brazile took Donna over. Donna Brazile took over. Yeah. And she looked at the books and she saw that with the past two campaigns, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton de- depleted the coffers of the, de- of the Democrats and that they could not help everybody in the down ballot, mm-hmm. for, you know, on, on all the DNC tickets that they needed to keep the keep the House and take back the Senate. They couldn't they couldn't do it right. because of all the money that had been. And then Hillary Clinton quote gave quote a huge donation with the understanding that the superdelegates like my senator gene shaheen and maggie hassan would vote for her vote for her give their their superdelegates to hillary clinton and that's how they edged out they're not going to do that again because apparently they got rid of the superdelegate um, system in this well, round, but they could pull different shenanigans. Of the they're same pu- they're pulling different shenanigans. Well, it seems now. to me, it seems to me though that they're actually reaching out and appealing to the press to do it right. for them. Yes, because that way, there the DNC isn't promoting certain right. can't isn't being seen as promoting right. certain candidates. But my question that I have is now we know. The DNC leadership does not like Tulsi. They don't like Tulsi right. because she, when she found out about it, basically withdrew from party leadership. And she was very public about it as and well. Extremely public and extremely critical of it. Yeah. Her, right? Which takes a lot of courage to do. Right. To go against the people that are your backers and say, you guys are pulling some shady shit. Yeah. And doing it publicly like she did takes a lot of courage. And I can give her full credit for that. Exactly. Absolutely. But it's also hurting her now. I there you and I were discussing this earlier. Right. Tulsi Gabbard is a Native American woman. Right. She is a woman of color. She's yep. Hindu. Yep. She is That's she a, could be she checks all of the boxes all of the boxes of diversity that she's a vegetarian or vegan, 
one or the other. She's, yeah, she's one of the, I think I think she's actually a vegetarian. Yeah, I, I don't, might I don't be know wrong. Which one it is, but you know she checks all of the boxes. Right. The only box she doesn't check is she's not a lesbian. Right. So she hits all of the boxes. She should be the ideal candidate. She she is hawkish on the war on terror, but she's very. Um, and she has the record to back that up, Jay. And she does have the record to back that up. She's willing to reach across the aisle. She can be seen as, I think you you phrased it as, she could be the actual candidate that everyone wanted and thought Obama right. would be. Right? She's but every she's, she's get zero support yeah. from the party. She has no support from right. the party. She's fighting to be included in the damn debates. Right, before the Iowa caucus. Right. And... She, and we all know the one debate she was in and she did well, Google pulled shenanigans on right. her website. So even though she may she should that should have been a high point yeah. stepping off of her of her campaign. Right. It ended up being a nothing and she's right. suing Google over it. She yeah, I mean we still we know for a fact that Google pulls shenanigans all the time. I'm right. not going we're not gonna revisit the, the, the Well no, but it's just it's all part of the story. So why don't they we know why they don't want Tulsi and right it's basically hurt feelings and anger is why right. they're not promoting and Tulsi. also she wants to put an end to a lot of the shenanigans that the um that the establishment the deep state right. which she, I mean if you listen to any of her podcasts she talks about the the deep state as right. a real thing and when she means the deep state she's not the talking bureaucracy about, yeah she's talking about the the permanent bureaucracy that exists right. when and congressmen and senators and presidents come and go being completely fair yeah the if the republic if this was the republic republicans they yeah. would be doing the same damn thing. Oh, sure, because they ha- they already have a favorite. Right. Well, even even if they didn't, right? Say it was a Democratic pre- president right. and the Republicans had their field of I'm just 20 turn or 50. Oh, sorry. Say they had, you know, their they had a field of 20 candidates or whatever that yeah. they were fielding. And they had one candidate that had pissed off the party. They had one candidate that was looking to eliminate the bureaucracy that yeah. frankly a lot of the political candidates depend on because the bureaucracy gets their job done so they don't right. have to right right so the republicans would do the exact same thing oh this sure case. this is this is not uh, this is not us saying the democrats are bad right it's the political parties it's the machine that yeah. is a political party and it doesn't matter if you're if it's a democrat or republican they're going to conduct their business the same way yes as a result of their end needs and yeah. desires. Because the party heads already know who they want right. to be the nominee for the general election. And everything else is just shenanigans to make it look like you have the, illusion. the public feel like they're voting for the person. You have the illusion them. that news organizations are giving you unbiased truth so to help you make a more informed decision. Right. What they're really doing is that th- they're trying to give you the impression that they're giving you unbiased information. When they're biased is all hell, and oh, yeah. they're trying to use the Delphi effect to convince you that it's your idea okay, to so vote hold on, hold for. On. Explain the Delphi effect. The Delphi effect is when you're going to do an interview, or you're, or or you you have a um, yeah, not just an interview, but a question and ask answer a Q&A yeah a Q&A you have a Q&A but, and, but the thing is is that you have a predetermined 
results, uh, uh, results that you're looking for. So you're going to word the questions in such a way that you're going to get the answers that you want and make it sound as if it was the other person. It's your idea. And it's named after the Oracle at Delphi from Ancient Greek Myth, who the, the Oracle would tell people what they figured out they wanted to hear. Right. Would, that way they would promote the right. Oracle. Right. So that's why it's called the Delphi effect. So with that going on, right, they are trying to manipulate the public into thinking this is the candidate you voted for. Right. When it isn't. No, they've it already isn't. determined. They've already, they, first, the leadership they, has determined that most of the states have an open primary. So Democrats can report, for, can vote for Republican representatives. Republicans can vote for Democrat right. representatives. Right. And because of that, they can throw they can say well you know it may not be the part the person that the democrats you know all the democrats in that state wanted but that must be the republicans messing with us you know they have that right out, right and then you've got like all of the all of the media and i would rather the media just be honest hey we're a left-leaning organization right hey we're a right-wing right. leaning organization that way there you know the perspective it's coming from. yeah all of this bullshit right about we're fair and balanced we're unbiased yeah is a lie yes it's an absolute lie everyone in the world has their own bias sure and they may do their best to try and right. sublimate them but they cannot eliminate them. right i mean I we have a bias jay we and, have a bias we admit it we admit it i mean i mean literally i mean yeah. i mean we're 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 a bunch of you know um conspiracy theorist nerds who do a podcast talking about funny things that we find in the news right and sometimes we get serious and our and our listeners right thankfully tolerate that yeah so <laughs> but it's i would rather they were honest right like, honesty to me is always the best policy like in that news clip the language expert was like if he had just been honest from the get-go what makes her think he wasn't being honest? From well, she's a body language expert, Jay. So she she's thinks... She's a body language expert paid to say, say something yeah. and back it up. Right. First of all, body language is not a science. It's not an exact science. It's based on opinions. Individuals yeah. from different societies have different tells. Individuals within right. the same society have different tells. Right. And as I said, everything she described also would be someone who's angry. It's also somebody who's angry and embarrassed. And the thing is, is that it's like, like if, if, you, if you know that you're going to get punched in the back or get punched in the back yeah. of the head, you do sort of slouch forward. Yeah. If you're getting stabbed in the back, you're going to like sort of like try and like hunch and protect your back well, or yeah. protect your heart. You're going to you're going to do you're going to react to it. Now, yeah. The interesting thing to me is that it doesn't matter if he's angry or if he's lying. This is clearly intended to sink his campaign. Right. Which we know has been going up in the polls. Biden and Elizabeth Warren, who are the front runners that the party likes. That's the what the establishment likes. Have been declining in the, yeah. in the polls. Yeah. So now they're doing this and they're giving Elizabeth Warren a bump up and Bernie a hit down. Yeah. Just going into the Iowa caucus. Right. So... The timing of this, I mean, if they pull it off, is actually fairly impressive, if underhanded and skeevy as hell. Yeah. And again, it doesn't matter if it's it happens to be the Democrats this time. Republicans would do the same goddamn thing. Yeah, exactly. The situation was reversed. This, I mean, in an alternate universe where 
there's a Republican running to take right. Hillary, Hillary Clinton's seat in the White House. Any Republicans right out there right now that are saying, oh, the Republicans wouldn't do that, ask themselves, why was Bob Dole the representative? What was the mantra we heard it's, when Bob Dole? It's Bob it's, Dole's turn. It's his turn. We owe it to him. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, ex- well, exactly. Who is owed the president? The position of president of the United well, States. I mean, no who, one. Well, I mean, whoever, no whoever has been bought and paid for by the exactly. you know by the the, the military industrial complex that that um, Eisenhower warned us about. Right. That's and and that's exactly it. Right. So it, Republicans do the same thing as the Democrats. And what the 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 point is that our electoral process is needlessly complex. Yeah. One of the questions I actually did want to ask Tulsi, in all seriousness, was, yeah. She has been a strong proponent of um, election reform. Yeah. She has been a strong proponent, not of eliminating the Electoral College, right. but of, of making the process better. Yeah. Because to, from what she said, at least what I read on her website, my impression of what she's, what she's saying is that our electoral process is, too compl- is needlessly complex and it doesn't need to be. Yeah. One of the questions I wanted to ask her was, given that she doesn't want, that she is such a proponent yeah. For having clean and honest elections, how does she feel about voter IDs and why? Yeah. Because she doesn't mention it on her website, which leads me to think she may be fine with voter IDs because that eliminates fraud. Right. She, but she also realizes that if she were to say that, that has become a buzzword. Right. That's used by people on the right. Of like the somehow, right somehow it's oil. like uh, voter ID is now equated with being racist. Which it doesn't make any sense to it me at matter. all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because all that matters is that phrase is now associated with that right. thought. Right. So if she were to use that, she would get in trouble. Right. And that may be an unfair question of me to ask her knowing that that's like that. Yeah. But at the same time. That might get her some votes from the right side of the right. aisle that she wouldn't have gotten from the left. I also want to. I just want to also interject here and say, and I and, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that Tulsi is playing a long game. I don't think that this is her first time or her only time running for president. She's I think. That, I think. That, I think that with if if Donald Trump wins re-election. We'll see her pop back. We'll see her pop in, and we and we'll. I mean, we'll we'll we will see her as a as a contributor on certain news networks saying, "I said That's this is right, going to happen." She's she's already said she's not going to run for re-election, didn't she? Yeah, she's she's she she's giving. Yeah, she's not running for re-election. So she's going to serve right. out her current term. And right. That's it. She's done. So yeah, she's. This is kind of what Sarah Palin was trying to do. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the way people view Tulsi is a lot different than the way they they viewed Sarah Palin. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, Tulsi handles herself better in interviews yeah. than Sarah Palin did in the beginning. I want to, yeah. So I think you're right. I think we will see Tulsi Gabbard running in 2020. I think, I think. She's playing a long game. I think that, I mean, Carol, is, is breakfast almost ready? Not quite. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up before Carol starts breakfast. I do, I do think that there was an organized campaign against Tulsi. Yeah, I th- and and this is and this is obvious. 
I wanted to actually spend some time like doing a, like an entire show on crazy celebrities. And we started we started that. <laughs> we started going down the road here. And then we tripped and fell down a different rabbit hole. Right. We tripped down and the thing is is but the thing is is that there is there is an obvious campaign against people who are running as a Democrat who are anti establishment. And they're anti big state. They're they're anti deep state. Right. They're anti um uh military industrial complex obviously yeah and they and they're saying we got to get out of these regime change wars i don't understand why people i'm going to mention mm-hmm. do you want to say something before no, i say this i'm going to mention george takei yep okay now and this is this is this is going really going down the nerd rabbit hole as okay. it were okay back in the late 80s i went to see george takei george takei was at a Star Trek convention in Manchester, New Hampshire, which is north of Boston, and a huge draw, a huge crowd. Yeah. And and George Takei used to give this like it's almost like he's he's sort of like he was sort of like the Tony Robbins of the nerd geek community. Yep. And George Takei used to talk about Sort of like what, and I, and I don't mean this in an ironic, ironic kind of way. He said that what, essentially what Kevin Spacey said at the beginning of this episode. Right. Talking about, you know, you know, win them, win, you're going to win the argument, not because you use threats of violence. You're not going to win the argument because you're a bully. You're going to win the argument because you're smarter and your ideas are better. If you want, if you want to win the future, if you want the kind of future that Gene Roddenberry depicted in Star Trek, okay, you need to turn your your fandom into activism. You need to get involved in making your little part of the galaxy better. You need to get involved in. Yeah, you know, grassroots organizations, you got to get get involved in volunteering. You got to show up and, you know, if you know if you want to wear your you know Star Trek Libs t-shirt, wear it when you're cleaning up garbage along the side of the road with other activists. Right. Take your fandom and turn it into activism. If you want to see the future that Gene Roddenberry you have to create but it. Go to college. Get a degree. Learn how to do something that's cutting edge. Mm-hmm. You know, be a part of the future. Just don't sit at home rewatching Star Trek episodes and going to conventions. Right. Go and and be and be a nicer person. Try to understand where your enemy is coming from. Empathize with your and, and you I. Know, that is good advice. Right. In general in life. Why does some why does somebody hate you? And why do you hate this person? How come you're not agreeing? You know, and the whole live long and, and prosper thing. And why does why does disagreeing have to equate have to equate right. to hatred? Isn't it possible to be friends with someone with whom you disagree? Right. And isn't that something we should all strive exactly. for? Exactly. We shouldn't be divisive amongst ourselves. Right. You know, so I mean that's I mean that's hell of a good advice from him right you know and that was years ago right how long ago was 1989 <laughs> you know we're gonna go with years ago okay we're gonna go with that's years math ago and i count to four and go back to one recently on twitter george decay has been uh, like really snarky 
one of the things that he had wrote is that I do wish Democrats would stop hating on their non-preferred candidates. It's unhelpful and carries on and, and can only assist Trump. So please stop with the negative posts. Oh, except for Tulsi. You can still call her out if you like. So why was that? Why? What was the point I, of that? What the? I mean, honestly, why? Why would George Takei say that about Tulsi? Right. Why is he singling out? Uh, first of all, why is he singling out any candidate? Second of all, why specifically Tulsi? You know, is, because is, Tulsi did not vote for impeachment. I guess, I, and I don't know how how long right. ago that now, post was. If you, that was another question I was going to ask. I was, I had yeah. on the list to ask her. Is she voted present? And in the statement, when she was asked about why she voted present, she said, "I believe he should be impeached, but I don't believe that the current impeachment hearings are valid." In other words, she's basically admitting or. From my understanding, anyway, I don't want to put words in her mouth. That tells me that she she understands something that a number of other Democrat um, whistleblowers have been saying, which is we were preparing for the impeachment before he was even sworn into office. Yeah, well, they were just looking for anything, and then they wanted to get it done before the election, and that's why they're going with what they have. I think it's which a- I think is a, is a mistake. It's to me. Like Clinton. Did Clinton deserve to get impeached? Yes. Did he get, deserve to get impeached for what they impeached him on? No. Not really. Because he was impeached for lying to Congress about an investigation that they were in, they were conducting on him. That's kind of a bullshit. Yeah. It's kind of a bullshit thing. It really is. I'm tr- and this one is not any more valid. Does that mean that the person is any less deserving of being impeached? Fuck no. Yeah. But it does mean if you're going to do something, you do it the right way. And it seems to me that that's what Tulsi's saying. Would, he deserved to be impeached. We have enough valid reasons to impeach him. So why the fuck are we going with this one? Yeah. Because um, here's another thing. It's, fu- it's funny how when I retweeted this, my comment was, has, has been removed for some reason. To those, And this is, this is George Takei again. To those shouting hashtag never Warren or hashtag never Pete, knock it off now. And I and I tweeted back to him. Or what? Or what? What are you going to do? Yeah. If I if 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 I don't stop, what what's the worst George Decay is going to do to me? Right. Well, is he going to take away my 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 Star Trek fan club membership card? Right. What power and authority? What power of authorities does George Decay have? And this is somebody who, out of all the all the people who who was the original cast members of Star Trek, that he would that, that are still alive. He was the guy that you would go to see, yeah, for an uplifting message. Walter Koenig would get on, and and he would and he'd talk tell funny stories about William yeah. Shatner, yeah, and and hiding William Shatner's toupee <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Nichelle Nichols would talk about, you know, you know, how important it was to have a black person of authority right. on Star Trek. I mean, she's a, since then, she's been very promoting women in NASA, women in NASA and NASA in general. Right. As well, and I, I got to say, I'm first of all. One of my crushes growing up, uh-huh. Nichelle Nichols, uh-huh. those legs, uh-huh. holy shit. 
Anyway, but since then, she has done a lot, I think, to unite the science and science fiction community. Yeah. You know, which is, I think, just fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? And people forget that the Star Trek original series had the first interracial kiss. Right. On television. And it was in and Star Trek, the original series. Yep. And Star Trek The Next Generation had very upbeat, positive messages. Right. Whereas is like you you can de-escalate a situation with thoughts and ideas and trying to, you know, come to an agreement. It right. didn't always have to end in a phaser battle. Right. Okay. Star Trek, the original series, didn't have uh, the Enterprise blowing up Klingons every single week. Right. You know? And I think that's that's an important yeah. thing. It showed those of us that grew up with it. Now, you and I saw it through reruns. We didn't right. see the original no. screenings of it because right. it came out in 60... I think the last episode aired in... I think, I mean, and this is, and this is me. I'm probably going to lose my nerd card anyway, thanks to George Takei. Um, I think the final episode ended in maybe 66, 67, yeah, or maybe was, 69. I, I don't know. Right. But and we, you and I were watching this in the 70s. Right. Right. You know, so it was... In the 80s. Yeah. So it was, it was longevity. Right. It had, they only filmed, was it three 79, seasons? 79 episodes. Yeah. It was like three, over three seasons. Right. Though, right. Right. And then they had like an animated series that lasted one season because yep. they had that funky three-arm, three-legged alien thing yeah. that just looked so goddamn awkward. <laughs> and yeah, although I will say the voice casting from the original series was good. Uh, it was, did yeah. a good job. But you and I saw that through reruns. Right. And things like that. And we saw that they weren't always about we have to destroy our enemy. Right. There was a lot of we need to understand our enemy. Right. You know, I remember Spock doing the Vulcan mind meld with that silicon creature. Oh, yeah. Thing. The Horda? The, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Devil in the Dark yeah. is the name of the episode. You, okay. You're earning your. your uh, okay. Your, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it back. back. But the thing is that that was a very powerful episode where. Right, because it wasn't. They didn't destroy the alien life. They identif tried to identify right. with it. They tried to find a peaceful solution. And that's a powerful message right. for us as in our formative years. Yeah. And I think that's I I think well made shows can do things sure. like that. Now like Battlestar Galactica, the they're thinking of rebooting it again. Uh, again. Doing a continuation of right. some fucking thing so, like yeah. that. I don't know. I haven't finished watching the reboot. It's because it's dark. It's it, it's it, it's dark and it's gritty, and there's something really appealing about that, right? In terms of entertainment, right? But I also know that in those episodes, there's a lot of political intrigue, and yeah. you see the you know the the militant Adama right. working with the president, right. and they don't agree on everything, but they come to a solution in the middle. You yeah. see them negotiating. And I think that's important to see. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to see going on. And especially in that one, I think a lot of the the intrigue came from the fact of how they changed the Cylons. Yeah. So that the Cylons were duplicating humans. Yeah. It led to a lot of mistrust and all of that. So right. that was kind of a theme and the whole, of yeah. the entire series. Yep. But you did see a lot of the solutions was were not always violent the solutions yep. a lot of in the battlestar galactica a lot of them were let's figure this out yeah 
Which the original Battlestar Galactica series, I don't think had. No, there, I mean, Battlestar Galactica was just is just it's just space action. It was just running from right. the Cylons, and it was it just was like, how are they going to survive this week? It was, and not, it was okay to blow Cylons because right, robots anyway. Right, and that was, I mean, yeah, and it was it was heavy on the action and, right. and light on the story. I believe um, the original series, was. the original series. Yeah. The, but the thing is, is that I can't believe that this is George Takei that I loved and admired as a fan. Yeah, but he's like in his 80s now. He's turning into a crotchety old man. Is he? Is that what it is? Is it because he's getting old and and is he well, that a, makes sense? Is he a grumpy it? old man or here's the here's the dilemma that I have. Is it because George Takei is becoming a grumpy old man? Or I think it's contributory. Or is all of his try and see things from the perspective of of of, of your enemy? Figure, try to figure out where they're coming from. Why are they quote evil? Mm-hmm. Why do they have that perspective? And 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 negotiate. Why are we? You know. And the thing is, is that it was was it all bullshit back then? I don't think so. I think he's gotten older. I think he's gotten crotchetier. I mean, when was the last time you saw him trying to reach out to understand Donald Trump? Not since he was on The Apprentice, <laughs> right? You know, and, by the, and at that time, Trump was not political. the the the, apprent- the show The Apprentice was not about politics. It was about business. It was yeah. about you know being ruthless in business and and all of that. Right? It's Trump. It's, right? You know the way Trump does business is ruthless. If he can't very well preach the whole be understanding of your enemy message if he's saying trump's an asshole and we need to impeach his ass and you know what was it that one iran put out a bounty on trump's head and he said oh yeah that's another thing that we had actually in our in our feed in the in our uh, in our group thing let me just see if i can get to it really quickly here um what's his name oh george lopez george lopez we'll do it for half you know, George Lopez doubles down on Iran's bounty on Trump. Now, and he's not looking too good. Yeah, well, he's another one who's getting old. All that, and because he got into the party lifestyle in L.A., and that doesn't do you well for you health-wise. And plus, that's a horrible angle. That that really is. That really is. I'm going to read the. I'm going to read the first paragraph of this. This is from the Washington Times. We'll do it for half. George Lopez doubles down on Iran's bounty on Trump. A secret service should be looking into him. Um, and this is published Sunday, January 5th, 2020. George Lopez doubled down Sunday on the bounty of Ir- the bounty Iran has put on President Trump for half. The comedian replied to another Instagram user's post Sunday that Iran had offered $80 million to any person who assassinated Trump during the televised funeral of General Qasim Soleimani. Soleimani after he was assassinated last week. Mr. Lopez replied, we'll do it for half. As of 3 p.m. Monday, George Lopez repeatedly have received more than 70, uh, 750 replies and 2,700, quote, likes reactions. Some reactions were pretty tough, though. Um, see, um, at Secret Service, you should take a look at this. The left is sick. Somebody, um, the Ryan Fournier Founder and co-chairman of Students for Trump wrote on Twitter a lot. Shocked to hear that from that from someone like that. Right. So I mean, the thing is, is that um, it's 
if you say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll assassinate the president for $40 million, that, I mean, I could get into trouble just for saying that on this podcast. Obviously, yeah. well, the I'm commenting on it. Well, the Secret Service is probably looking into that. Now, yeah. they're doing it, they're going to look into it seriously because that's what the Secret Service right. does. But they're also going to look at it as it's a Hollywood fucking B-list actor at right. best. I mean, what is he? What has he done lately? He had a television show like ten years ago. He actually had several television shows that. Yeah, but they weren't. I mean, he's not like. Um, he's not like what's his name, Tim uh, Tim Allen. Right. He's not, he's not at that level. No. You know, Tim Allen, I would say, is probably an A list. Yeah. Even if it's small screen, and George Lopez is probably more like B list. Right. You know, he's he's not nobody, but he's not up there either. No. And. Let's face it. At this point, fucking Ricky Gervais was who is right far left was giving them shit. No one wants to hear about your political opinions. Just thank us for the damn award and get off the damn Exa- stage. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you know. And if someone like Ricky Gervais is saying that, I know he's saying that to get a reaction because that's kind of his shtick. Right. No, but, I th- but there's also a part of me that thinks he actually meant that too. I there's no doubt in my mind he meant it because yeah. he's in other interviews leading up to that has said similar things. Right. He's getting he's getting tired of the preaching, political preaching from yeah. a bunch of fucking elitists. Yeah. Because anyone who thinks that people in Hollywood are not elitists has not been paying attention. No. One of them is putting out a candle that smells like her damn vagina. You know? I mean, talk about narcissistic. Right. And then they're going to tell, you know, they get free product yeah because it they you know it raises the products gravitas if they're seen being yeah. worn by a celebrity so right. they get free shit right they get paid a fuck ton of money to play make-believe and they're gonna tell us about the travails of the working yeah class? they are what the hell do they know about the working class you know, if you're newly minted celebrity, I could see that right. because you're not far removed. And from you look it. at somebody like Jay Leno, yeah, and 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 Tim past, Allen. If you, but once you're past four or five years of celebrity, you don't know, you don't remember what it's like. You, you may remember. There, there are some celebrities that do, like I said, Jay Leno, and to a, I mean, to an extent, yeah, Jay Leno and Jay Le- Tim and Tim Allen. Allen. Jay Leno with his garage of seven hundred fifty thousand cars, some of which are worth millions of dollars. Yeah identifies with the working man well he says he does well he says he does but then again so does gwyneth paltrow who in one of her books on being a good mom said just remember that when times get tough you need to have your nanny look after your kids you afford a nanny eric if you were to have a child now would you be able to call in a living nanny a living, oh, a living, a living live nanny. Them. No, we, we, you know, provide them with their own private suite mm. so they can Carol's watch after l- your Carol, Carol's shaking her head. She's like, no, 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 no. no. I kind of, I kind of figured that. No. You know, because I know I couldn't. Because Carol and I had an agreement. We were going to sacrifice a lot to have a stay at home parent. Yeah. We sacrificed a lot. Am I wrong? Nope, you're not. And, and it's, and be, you did that because it's important. Right. So, Gwyneth Paltrow does not understand what it's like to be a working man. Jay Leno or a working does not woman understand either. what it's like to be middle class person. Right. You know, in today's world, they don't get it. No. They are so removed from that, they don't get it. And they're going to preach to us about yeah. how we should vote? Yeah. You're preaching to the choir here, Jay. No, I understand that. But at the same time, it's it's there's just so much 
Like we we talk about crazy celebrities, and then they pull shit like that, and right? And they have the gall to get angry at Ricky Gervais for saying that. Yeah, he's not saying anything that half the freaking people that watch the Golden Globes right. are going are are not thinking. Right. But like the thing is, I had a coworker who she used to get her news from Dave Matthews' webpage. And that's her only source of news was Dave Matthews' webpage. And Dave Matthews said this, and Dave Matthews said that. And if you're a, an avid fan of, of Dave Matthews, and that's how you get all your news, that's awesome. Okay? Mm-hmm. But admit the fact that you are misinformed. Or at the very least, uninformed. Un- uninformed. Incompletely informed. You know. Now, I'm not saying I'm completely informed either. Yeah. I mean, like, one of my favorite musical artists in the 80s was Sting. Yeah. Sting had a lot of political me- political messaging in his songs. Yeah, I didn't. He didn't have a website he could go to. Right. You know. Now that tradition of doing that. Yeah. Dates back hundreds of years. The political statements through music was something that dates back to like the court jesters and all of right. that. Right. So I have no complaint about that if you're adding that in your music. Right. But when we're rewarding you or you're receiving an award for performing well, right? Why are you going to take time out of that to berate me? Lecture on how yeah. I vote and lecture me, right? You're going to lecture me about how I'm, yeah. uh, you know. And I mean, I would expect it from someone like Sting who does it in his. So that's part of his his persona. That's part of his how we know him, right? You know. But then you've got people like. Uh, yeah, you've got all these Hollywood elites, and one of the things I found funny was the reactions in the audience as they're panning through the audience, right. and showing people's reactions. You know, like um, Tom Hanks was he like kind of raising his eyebrows, like, "Wow, what the fuck?" You know? Right. Adam Driver, yeah, the Marine Corps veteran, was yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and I gotta say, I I'm somewhat impressed with Adam Driver. I, I've seen I am a lot too. of interviews with. Him I am lately. too. I am and too. He's, He's, unfortunately, not the most attractive man in the world, but he's a good actor. Right. He's not afraid to take out their roles. Right. He went from playing Kylo Ren to playing a, uh, one of the brothers, a guy with one arm who's a bank robber. Yeah. You know, he, he was in Black Klansman. Yeah. Playing a racist. Uh-huh. You know, which apparently he knocked out of the park. I haven't seen the movie. Right. But... I mean, he's taking chances, and he's he seems to be of the Samuel L. Jackson school of acting, where it's like, oh, you want me to play what part? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's gonna have a career. Just give me the just give me the check. And it's challenging. I, I I and maybe maybe that's the theme of when the title of this episode, celebrities are damn crazy. <laughs> yes. You know, they are. Or just, or just the title of this episode is "Vagina Candle," and see, <laughs> and see how much traffic we get from having an episode called "Vagina, Vagina Candle." Tra- Vagina. That's better than the one that popped through my head, which is uh, "Burning Pussy." But, you know, <laughs> this is why you name the episodes, and I don't. Well, but here's, but here's the thing, also. And I, and I want to wrap up this this episode because Carol's going to be serving breakfast in a second, and I don't want to go over an hour forty five because that's when people start tuning out. Yeah. Is that people tell me that one of the reasons why they listen to our podcast is that we talk about news items that other news organizations don't. You know, yeah. you know, like 
for example, vagina can- and, yeah. and and NASA wants to plunge a probe Probes deeper into, into Uranus, Uranus than yeah. ever before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what the what the thing is is that I mean, we could call the episode the shocker doing the pink one in the stink. I mean. <laughs> 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 but the but the problem the problem is and even we get this to a small extent yeah whereas you get to a point where people look up to you mm-hmm. and they expect certain things of you and that you have to keep going by being a little bit more outrageous and a little more outrageous and a little more outrageous yeah i mean i mean this episode you know to you know there's a and there is a value in being a little shocking, mm-hmm. and we did. We're talking about real news items, as the rest of the world gets crazier and crazier. Are we going to have to get crazier and crazier to help build our audience, and at the same time keep up with the crazy? Well, if the world's getting crazier and crazier, all we have to do is continually point it out because yeah. we don't have to be that crazy. I'm not spending seventy five. Do- I'm yeah. not spending seventy five dollars. For a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's I mean, vagina, I, I'm I'd not be lying doing if it. I'm saying the thought didn't cross my mind because I am kind of curious as to what the hell it smells like. Yeah, because their description of it makes no fucking sense yeah. whatsoever, and I want to know what that secret seductive essence is. Yeah, there's a curiosity factor. There is. That's I'm like I, I I'm wondering. Right. I don't honestly think that it smells anything like her vagina i think it smells like she's trying to associate vagina with certain pleasurable odors and things like that to kind of elevate thoughts of the vagina away from the vulgar it is which if that's what she's trying to do right i get that that's a positive thing and there's nothing negative about right But to call it smells like my vagina means you're opening yourself up to lowbrow humor heckling, yeah. which is my area of special. Right. That's that, and that's and I'm and I'm not I'm not saying that we're not immune to this, but what I am saying is that um, she is getting people to talk about her vagina candle. Right. So she just got like a good thirty minutes of free advertising. Class. Right. Because now people are going to be like, I wonder what that candle smells like too, right? But I mean, I just, I just, I just hope the wick is like curly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, think that Carol is probably going to sit down with us and say, "Guys, I heard you say the whole thing. I just need you to take out these two things, and you're good, and you're golden." <laughs> I think Carol has already eaten breakfast and is not going to eat with us. And yeah. She's going to be throwing things at the back of our heads. Well, we <laughs> with can, a devilish grin on her face have the, the two, entire time. Have the two of us reached a consensus today? About? About celebrities are, to be a celebrity, you have to be crazy. Yes. yes. All right. I think we can say unequivocally, we both agree that celebrities okay. are fucking nuts. And it's a requirement for the job. Uh, and that, so that's it. We have to step up our, our, our game and be more crazy. <sighs> Did you hear that, Carol? It's not our fault. It's for the good of the podcast. <laughs> Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with hosts 
Jason Cousineau and Eric Render King Fisk. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our past shows, show notes, and recent articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook after you found it so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with comments and show topic suggestions. We might even read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. From your dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt or coffee mug. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 12.5% of every sale goes directly into keeping this podcast and all the others on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. That's Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme song for this show is Royal Flush by All of Music. The Fedora Chronicles radio show is edited and produced by Eric Render King Fisk. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2019-2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of Jason Cousineau, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chin up and your fedora on. <laughs> <laughs>